Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with author, business strategist, and personal development teacher, Vicki Helm. She's very qualified and skilled at sharing the concepts and importance of mindset, attention, discernment, and mirroring to the host and engaged audiences their special gifts that they bring to the table. Her skills include the art of negotiation, developing a viable business strategy, bringing authenticity to the conversation, and making it real. With over 24 years of experience in multiple businesses, she is an acclaimed best-selling author. We cover a host of topics that make her who she is. Enjoy this interview. So, hey, thanks for taking a minute out today. Uh, thank you for having this. This is an interesting uh, I haven't done a phone interview in eons, so we'll do this. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, no, I think it'll be good. You know, the one thing as a business person and somebody that's highly motivated like you, what what was it like to go through COVID? How did it change the way that you do things? What did it do for you? Well, you know, it's interesting. I was prepared for something like COVID, but I didn't expect a pandemic uh, already with my businesses. I'd already put it in place because I thought it was going to be more of a financial collapse. When I, when I, when we first started COVID and we were in lockdown, not home, uh, my office was already set up, my businesses were already set up. We actually expanded our business. We made a lot of money. Uh, and we were fine, actually. We didn't have anything in the COVID era that stunned us. We added a division to our company, actually, in, when COVID hit. That's, that's how it affected us. Talk to me a little bit about if somebody was to come up to you and, and, and try to find out exactly what you do, how would you describe what you do? If somebody was going to come up and ask me what I do, and describe what I do. I do several things. What I do is I write and I publish books. That's the number one thing that I do. And I speak and I do a lot of consulting is what I would do, if I said what I would do. I do a lot of helping other people learn to market and utilize what they have about themselves that is Every person, no matter who it is, has a million-dollar idea inside them, and that's what we help dig that out. And then we outline it, make it a business, and help them set it up. As, as an expert in this, as, as someone that offers that advice to someone, because that, that's, that's pretty sage advice, how did you learn what you needed to learn to get to this point to give that advice? What groomed you to get to this point? Such an interesting question. You know, I I was very accidentally an entrepreneur at ten years old, and I had accidentally developed a, my first business at ten years old. And from that point on, I've always been able to look and think, how can I make some money? How can I make some money? How can I make some money? And then that turned into, I'm a terrible employee, absolutely terrible, and um, I. I work for myself because that's I have to be in charge of me and I cannot work for people that I don't respect or you know I just can't work for others in that way I I have something that's an unimpeachable character when it comes to um to entrepreneurialism and for me that is those are the skill sets I've gotten now I've gotten 
I I had grandparents that were entrepreneurial and parents that were entrepreneurial, and it's just kind of the way I was raised. Um, even though I got the go to school, get a good job, get a degree and get a good job, I did that. I got a degree in accounting, and I hated it, just hated it. So I went right back to being an entrepreneur. I've developed, I want to be honest, I've developed 18 businesses, 13 were successful, a few of them failed miserably, uh, but over a period of time, when you go for it and you're just out there and you're learning, 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 you will acquire experience and skill sets that will allow you to to grow businesses or have businesses, and that's what I've done over the years. So I don't know if that's a school of hard knocks or not. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like a combination of such. And, you know, for being that highly motivated, especially at, a, at an early age and even up until now, you know, we're only as good as the shoulders that we stand upon. Who have mm-hmm. been people that you've admired or role models that have helped you retain and keep that vision of what you do with your life? You know, this is one of the most important questions I think anybody could ask because your role model often becomes the person who gathers your mindset for you. But um, when I was younger, when I was younger, 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 and I had graduated college, I got my first accounting job. And I was really unhappy. And I opened a Forbes magazine back then. And there was a conference in Dallas. And I wanted to go there. There was going to be all these multimillionaires there, and I could not afford to go. I could barely afford to go. So I drove down. I didn't even fly down because I it was just that long ago. So I drove down there, and I was young, and I was, you know, stupid, and there was a room full of absolutely successful people that were where I wanted to be. And this one particular night, uh a gentleman took me out to dinner after we had met at the conference, and there were like five of us at the table. And uh, one of them was a married couple. There was me and this guy and his wife and et cetera. And one couple, when they we had then been done eating, left the table. And I remember asking this guy, wanted to know, how did you make your money? How did you get where you're going? And I asked him kind of in a weird, polite way. And I said, so what do you owe your success to? And he looked at me and he gave me an answer. He said, Vicki, do you want to be rich? And I froze at that question because, you know, I'd never been asked that question. And it was almost like not okay for a lady to be, want to be rich. And he looked at me and I was silent and I was like, well, I think so. And he says, you think so? If you think so, then you'll never be rich. Do you want to be rich, yes or no? And I finally said, yes. And he said, you know, you have to you have to know what you want. Well, that dinner conversation he gave me, and it was back when there weren't iPads, there weren't phones and everything else. So I whipped out a pencil and paper, and he gave me 12 principles to being rich to live by. And I, the reason I'm saying this to your question is he was a mentor to me, one of the biggest ones I ever had. And I forgot his name. I don't know where he lives. He gave me all this really sage advice. He gave me I I I have it that what he what he gave me I have in my I don't know thirty something book. It's the ultimate freedom I, in chapter eleven. I put this story in there because that was the man who initially mentored me 
in that one moment to get what I want. Now, have I had coaches and mentors to help me be accountable and go through that and get to where I am? Yes. But that initial mentor, I can't remember his name. It was a dinner conversation I had once. I made notes. I read the notes. I spent the weekend at the uh, the conference, drove back home, and implemented exactly what he told me to do. You know, it's interesting. The longer we live and the more we think about things that happen in our lives, we have to Sometimes we put meaning to, to things. What would you apply? What would be the meaning of, like, not knowing who that is, what the, the anonymous nature of some of the most important advice that you got? Have you compartmentalized that and thought about that? Well, I have because I, when, of course, when I got home, I thought about it all the way back home, thought about it when I was at the house. I thought about it for years because I was implementing and I kept remembering. I remembered what he said because I'd written it down and I kept looking over it, I always felt like that was a piece of divine guidance. Like there was something else looking out for me outside of me. And I, and I guess those things happen all the time. There's always little people just come into your life sometimes and you don't know the magnitude of it until later on. Um, yeah, I'm curious, every day you wake up, you obviously have things that you want to accomplish and things that you want to do. But what do you look forward to the most every day that you wake up? What's the most motivating, pleasing part of you waking up and looking at each day? I have this ritual every single morning that I do. When I wake up, the first thing I do is I repeat my mantra and my affirmation, and that repeated over and over again for a little while, and that is good things are going to happen to me today. Good things are going to happen to me today good things are going to happen to me today. And so uh, the, the best part of what I do right now, I am enjoying my new, that my new division of my company helps lift other companies up. And um, I do it in a way that is creative and it accents what they do well. And I'm to the point in my life where I get to pick who I want to work with. I'm not hustling and grinding to find that one client or getting that lead gen or who am I going to work with? What's going to happen? I'm to the point where I've earned my stripes in a way where I can even, you know, you have to apply. I have to see if you're the right company and, you know, what kind of products and things like that. And I actually love meeting other companies and seeing what they do to see if they're a match for me. It's creative. It's fun. And I meet really good entrepreneurs that are trying to make a difference in the world and, uh, you know, create relationships. I love to write books in the morning. But the first thing that I do, that first thing that I love is to get up in the morning and go, oh, my God, good things are going to happen to me today, and I wonder what they are. You know, what what are the good things that are going to happen to me today? You know, I remember in my early 20s, I was never really a reader, and I remember reading the Grapes of Wrath by John Steinbeck, and it opened this portal to reading that I'd never had before. I just wasn't at that point. And I think that a lot of us that read or absorb the words have those moments. The seminal book kind of like leads them into, into, yes. into this other world. What was the book for you, the kind of part of the curtains? Oh, my favorite question. Thank you. Um, my absolute Bible, my absolute Bible is Nonviolent Communication by Marshall 
Rosenberg. And Dr. Rosenberg, he's passed away, but I got to be trained by him um, at a younger age when he was alive. His work is absolutely one of the most pivotal, pivotal pieces of work that gave me skill sets, peace of mind, a, a doorway to success. And it's a learning to communicate in such a way that you are gentle and powerful at the same time. I loved his work, loved it. And it was, that to me, my Bible. So of all the clients and all the people that you've touched in your business throughout the years, what's been the best fan letter, so to speak, the best response that really moved you that you think about? Mm, wow. I, I don't know that I could name one because I've had thousands. Like, uh, there's there's a in kind of an attic space uh, several books that have letters written to me from different books, and I can remember one I got from a person in South Africa who um, was having a cancer experience, and uh, one of my books that I wrote was seminal to her having a will to survive during cancer. This was back about, let's see, in the early 2000s, like 2001, 2002, somewhere around there. Um, and that stuck out for me. And, uh, it was a long letter of how she managed her mind now during the process of having chemo. And that that's the one that popped in my head, so that must be significant. So of everyone that's alive on the planet right now, if, if you could meet one person, who would you want to meet and talk to? If I could, if I could meet one person? Yeah. And who, that's alive. That's, a, that's alive on the planet? Yeah. Ooh. Can I get two? Or is it just oh, you, one? <laughs> no, you, co you could totally get two. <laughs> There's a couple. I, I would always want to meet um, gosh, I have three people now. I I would always want to meet Oprah Winfrey. That's hands down. Um, I think I would like to meet Ellen DeGeneres as well. And I think I would like to meet Michelle Obama. Those are the three women I'd like to meet. Um, if you also look at uh, women in business, uh Angela Burns would be somebody that I would be interested in meeting CEO of Xerox. And she pulled Xerox out of, you know, the darkest time in history. They were almost bankrupt. She saved them. There's so many people I would like to meet. I couldn't narrow it down to here I'd like to meet one. And they have to be alive. So I'm thinking of that. Okay, somebody alive, that's who I'd like to meet. Yes, oh. that was not there. But I, I, yeah. there's so many people I'd like to meet. That's good, yeah, and that's a powerful lineup for sure. So this next question isn't about regret. This is more about wisdom that we accumulate over our lives. And, mm -hmm. you know, let's say you have a dream tonight and you run into maybe that 10-year-old self around the time that you were thinking about business and getting your mind wrapped around it. And you could give your younger version a piece of advice based on the wisdom that you've gained over all these years. What would you say to your younger version? I would say trust yourself. Trust yourself. I think that is one of the most important things because when an idea comes inside a person, we have a tendency to want to say, you know, hey, what do you think of this idea? 
trust yourself and tuck that idea close to you. You'll feel whether you want to do the idea or not. If you find yourself ruminating over that idea and laying in bed at night going, I wish I coulda, woulda, shoulda, woulda, maybe if I coulda, that means you're supposed to do it. And if you've never done that before and it feels scary to you or it feels overwhelming to you and you really would like to do it, don't take it to somebody else who's going to chop it up in little pieces and chop you up in little pieces. Trust yourself and just take one action towards it. That's what I would have told myself. I would ask me to trust me, trust my gut, trust my instincts, and trust me. Let's say we have a phone call here five years from now, and I ask you, what's going on? What are you happy to see that's happened? What are you looking forward to as the future unfolds? And especially now with we're coming out of this pandemic time, things are kind of opening up, and, and there's kind of a renewal. Well, if it was for me, I hope that I will have lived my uh, last five years in a way that matches my heart and my integrity. That's what I want to do. And then the next thing that would be really important is how many people did I serve? How many people did I help? Um, And I would like my business to be maybe 3x the size it is now. Everyone around you has a perception of who they think you are. There's a role. There's a way that people see how you are and who you are, your yeah. family, yeah. your friends, your business associates. But ultimately, you are in control of who you are and what you do. Mm-hmm. What is your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Mm. I think I am a person who is trying to follow the divine in the world in such a way that the master the God, whoever you want to call it, would be proud of me upon death. That's somebody who says, you walked your talk, you lived the word, you you exalted my name, etc. That's who I would want to be when I died. I don't know that we can end on a more profound note than that. That was my final question. Vicki, thank you for opening up. Good luck with everything as we move forward. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, music, and business around the globe. If you want to hear more interviews, visit Famous Interviews with Joe Domino on YouTube. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. <music>